Hello, and welcome to the Writing Guys podcast, where we help writers get inside a guy's head by answering burning questions on how men think. I'm Lansing McCall, today's moderator, and our hosts are C.T. Andrews, Michael Aspen, and returning guest, Matt Castle. What's up, y'all? Uh, howdy, hey. Uh, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you ready for today's listener question? Bring it on. All right. Uh, the question is, what signals do you give off when you want someone to know you are not into them? So um, Matt and I talked about this off air briefly before we came back to record this one. And I wanted to, I'm going to let Matt explain the, the subtle nuance we were discussing, how there's like two different arenas where this plays. Since I, I tend to talk too much sometimes, I'm going to let Matt have the spotlight for a minute. So. So we were just sort of talking about the, the differences between if it's somebody that is clearly interested in you romantically or sexually, and you're not interested in them, right? There's one. On the other side of that flip is somebody who's trying to let you know that they're interested in maybe being your friend and you just have no desire to hang out with them because maybe they're exhausting. Who knows? Um, but how do you let them know? Right. In both instances. Is it different? Is it the same? How does that work? I like that. I like that. I'm kind of putting it in two different buckets. So yeah. who wants to open up? I want to hear what CT has to think. Me, me too. Yeah, I'm I, trying to. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh... <laughs> I feel like my answer is going to be very dull, but I hope CT has. He's he's much more socially active than I am. So I'm curious what his answer is. Social. <laughs> More socially active does not mean socially better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when, when it comes to throwing signals, man, um, I'm kind of a puss. <laughs> you know, when when I know that someone's interested in, and I'm not, letting someone down, letting her down, whatever, has always been really a, uh, a weak spot. Uh, you know, sort of my, the weakness in my character is being honest when it comes to knowing I'm about to let somebody down. I always kind of end up doing it, but I do it without confidence. Mm. And it always comes across as, and I'm self-aware of this enough to be able to express it. It always comes across as sort of beating around the bush and, kind of dancing around the fire, walking on glass, trying not to break eggs. How many more euphemisms do I have to come up with with basically being a pussy? Too much of a pussy to say, I'm not interested in you. Yeah. You know, and I I wish I wasn't like that. This is something I've been aware of for a long, long time. And it is something that I have tried to improve upon. Just be bluntly honest with people. Um but I do believe as much as people, men and women both, as much as they say, just be blunt, just be honest with me, they don't want that any more than they do to be let uh, of being let down softly and easily. You know? they, they say, just be honest with me. Okay, I find you physically unattractive and I don't want to be with you anymore. It's going to basically hurt them more so or at least as much as just sort of dragging it out for three weeks. And so, man, there's no real solution that I can give you. I don't, I don't know how to deal with these things. Just hurt people. <laughs> it's just, yeah. <laughs> just hurt them. And it sucks. And I hate that. I don't like it, you know? Um, 
I, boy, I really don't want to ghost anybody though. You know, ghosting somebody is just, it's a shitty thing to do. And I have done it. It's yeah. just, yeah. So, you know, boy, it's, it's a tricky, tricky seesaw of communication that you just have to navigate. It's weird. Yep. I, I align with that a lot. I think um, it's interesting too, because the more that you had to explain that, the more I was thinking there might be a third bucket. Maybe. Um, so I think there's a time and I think there's a time where like you start maybe seeing somebody, right. And then maybe there's an initial attraction there and you maybe have a couple of three dates and then you start figuring out, yeah, this just isn't for me. It's not going to really go where I thought it was. Mm. Right. And how do you let them know at that point? Right. To CT's point, do you just blurt it out and you're like, hey, I'm just not feeling this, right? Oh, that's a good point. The most successful thing I've found to do in that case is saying, listen, you know, here's the thing. Like, I like you. I like you a lot as a person. I'm just not feeling that spark. I don't feel that spark, you know, from a, a feelings standpoint. Um, so I think we should just be friends or if we can't do that, then it is what it is. But like, you know, I'm just not looking to to move forward. Right. So it's a little easier, I think. The other side of that is if somebody's clearly interested in you from the get-go and you just don't have any interest in dating them, you know, maybe they're a fine person. Maybe you want you would be okay hanging out with them, but you just don't want to date them. You know that right away. I always find that's more much more difficult for me. Um, and I, I very much fall into that same thing of like, I just don't play into it. I try to do whatever I can to be Mr. Gray. <laughs> I don't mean gray. I don't mean, uh, what is it? 50 shades of gray. Not that gray. Um, but I try, I try very hard to just be like, you can't really, I'm not going to play into it. Like if you're going to be flirty, I'm going to be like, huh, thanks. Hmm. Yeah. And then kind of move on. Right. Like, but I'm not going to come out and say, listen, I'm just, I'm just not interested. And I don't know why. Yeah. But... Well, it, I am listening to you talk and uh, it's very, it reminds me of sort of a, an understanding that I have. And that is it's, it's hard to differentiate with people between I'm not interested in having a long-term committed relationship with you and, and you're a terrible person. You know what I mean? One does not mean the other. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't want to have this long-term relationship with you does not mean I'm telling you, you suck as a human being and I don't want, I, I think you're excrement, your nature's <laughs> excrement. So, but when I tell them, I don't want to have a long-term relationship with you either I feel like I'm saying or they're perceiving my words as you're human excrement. And I wish I'd never met you before in my life, you know, that's <laughs> thing, but it's just so hard to differentiate between the two. Cause if someone mm -hmm. that you're really interested in tells you, you're not, I'm not interested. Your immediate reaction is I'm just not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not, good enough, you know? And yeah. so, Oh, it's tricky. <laughs> it is. I think in the first case, though, when you've set upon, you know, you each have sort of agreed, right? There's this sort of mutual contract. Like we're we're starting out to see where this goes. We're starting out to kind of feel out what we think of each other. I think that's why to some degree and for some people it's easier. Um, but I think that's where also, it, you know, it's not one size fits all. Everybody's going to be a little different. So you're going to have some people that are going to ghost because they just can't deal with giving bad news. You're going to have some people who just kind of do the pussyfooting around thing, like, you know, avoiding certain things and kind of dodging and ducking and diving. 
Um, and then you're going to have some people be straight up front about it. I think when you have somebody who is clearly interested in you, you think they're a fine person, but you don't want anything to do with them from the beginning. I feel like it's harder just because there isn't that sort of mutual understanding of this is where we're at. We're trying to feel each other out, right? It's somebody's trying to do the the mating bird dance in front of you and you're just like, yeah, I'm not having it. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, you've been quiet. I have. I've been, I've been contemplating what I can add to this conversation. And I, and I think I've got a good bean on it. Number one, um, if you listen to the episode where we talked about the size matter, I was very adamant that I don't want any lies in my relationships with people. And I fucking don't, but I also understand that there's a ton of people that really want the lie. They don't want to hear the truth because the truth, like you were talking about CT, the truth can oftentimes equate to you're a piece of shit when in reality, that's not really what I'm saying, but that's what they hear. So um, even though I, I know I'm an anomaly, I don't really fit into society in that way. Uh, and many others, um, I have devised the following signals. So first of all, I will be very elusive, slippery than a fucking eel. I will not tell you, I will just not respond to your, uh, your thing, or I'll say I'm busy, or I say, I've got a prior commitment, or I'll say, uh, my kids are great excuse. My kids have got a prior commitment. Um, I got to go home and take care of my dogs. When I had dogs, I have to be out of town. I got a, I got a conference call. I don't care. There's going to be something. And it will always come across as you're a wonderful person. I enjoy being with you. I wish I could be there. Circumstances are preventing it. Yeah. And yeah. only when I get cornered, why haven't you hung out with me? Why have it, why has it been six months since I've seen you? And they've got me in like a grocery store aisle and they're not letting me go. And I feel like I have to give an answer. Well, I give an answer, but I will endeavor to give them the truth as gently as I can. I don't want to lie. So I'll say a lot of times I don't like hanging out with people is because uh, this, this is, there's, there's two recent examples in my life. And one guy I'm given a second chance to. The first example was a guy that the only time he called me, only time was when he needed something. He didn't call to hang out. He didn't call to invite me over to a party. Um, there were actually I had two guys I know that did that. One of them, he was selling, he was always wanting to invite me to his shake parties because he was in one of those multi-level marketing deals. And I'm like, dude, I want to get to know you. I don't give a fuck about your shakes. But anyway, so they got the, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And one guy cornered me. He's like, why do you never hang out with me? And I'm like, dude, you really want to know the truth? I like you a lot. And I really would like to hang out with you. But the only time I ever get a call from you is when you want me to come over and do something for you. And that's not hanging out. And, and he actually, he was kind of taken aback and he looked back over his life, I guess, in that instant. I don't know, but that's what it looked like he did. And he's like, man, I'm really sorry. That was the best possible outcome I could have had from that. Um, and we ended up becoming better friends because of that statement. But I was willing to let it go just to avoid hurting his feelings. But I, but I did. And then the other guy, the shake guy, I'm like, you know what? You're not even worth my time. You're not even interested in me. You're only interested in my wallet. So bye. Um, and then I know I'm an asshole. I know it. Um, ghosting is a tool that I use regularly. I just do. And, and I don't feel bad about it anymore because there is. Knowing a is half <laughs> yeah, that's right. Knowing is half the battle. And, and, and I, I, I know it's a shitty thing to do. I know it is. And 
the reality is, is there are just so many times where I just do not have the energy for the conversation. I just fucking don't. Mm-hmm. I I can't have it. So ghost, I don't have to have the conversation. And then, and then if it pops up where I meet them somewhere and they're like, Hey, I texted you like six months ago. Why didn't you get back to me? Oh, you know what? I saw that. And then it dropped off my radar. I'm middle-aged. My memory is bad. Now we're back to the slippery elusive again. Right. And, and I, and, and the reason I do the slippery elusive, I, and, and I'm usually very agreeable. I'm like, Oh yeah, that sounds great. I'd love to go. That sounds awesome. I can't wait. Let me check. Oh, no, I've got a thing with my parents that weekend. I'm sorry. I can't go. And the reason why is I don't want anybody to feel bad, but by the same token, I don't want to go. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I do, I do put like force that I put this like false face front up and I hate having to do it, but that's because every time I've told the truth with very few exceptions, that one guy that I mentioned where he said, wow, I'm really sorry about that. Almost always when I'm like blunt, that ends badly. It ends so badly. They get mad. I've had a woman hit me. It hurt. She hit me on the shoulder and it hurt for like a week. I mean, she really knew how to bring a slap down, man. <laughs> and I'm like, and she's like, you're a fucking asshole. Hits me. And I'm like, well, you're right. I'm an asshole. But really, did you need to hit me? And I'm like, I'm sorry. And then she's like, just get the fuck away from me. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm leaving. Shut yeah. up. Okay, I'm going. So, yeah, yeah it, the, the truth is... The truth is one of those things that if dispensed correctly and under the right circumstances is an amazingly powerful thing. Otherwise it is gasoline on a fucking fire and it can be very dangerous. All right. So those are my go-tos. I have, um, so on the two different takes, right? Like a romantic interest versus a friend situation. Actually, I didn't, I didn't talk about the romantic one very much. This was all friends. Okay. Mm um excuse me so on the romantic end half the time I'm oblivious when someone's trying to make it known that they have an interest with me so just by natural default it just goes away because I didn't even know it was happening yeah um but I am relentlessly direct on that stuff um and and I've been able to maintain relationships oddly enough you know when i when i do snap that somebody's interested i'm like wow you are great i would make you miserable so let's stay friends you know (laughs) (laughs) something like that and then it's good we're good um and if they're obnoxious then i don't give a shit if i hurt their feelings i really don't um i'm right there with ct i cannot ghost people like it's a thing like i cannot I have, maybe I need closure. Maybe that's it, but I have to close that loop. I have to let them know. And just recently, um, I was in a writer's group that met once a month and they just made me crazy. The meeting, the organization of the meeting was chaotic. Nobody knew when or where, once we got in the meeting, the meeting was chaotic. People interrupted and deviated and took us down a route. And I'm like, that is not for me. And I was discussing it with another friend who was in the group and she was like, just ghost them, just ghost them. And I'm like, I can't do that. And so I wound up writing an email to him, you know, and saying, um, 
yeah, you know, I'm going to bow out of the group. I'm just not a good fit for it. And I wish you guys all the best. The end, you know. Funnily enough, if if I got that email, I'd be like, what a fucking bitch. What do I give a shit what she thinks about us? And I would have been angry about that email. I would have been. If somebody wanted to ask me, I would tell them. And I would say, you guys are too fucking chaotic. You can't stay on point and I can't handle it. I think I think that's the point where I would definitely and I would I would definitely agree with your friend to ghost them. You're part of a group unless you are like a leader of the group. Uh, ghost them. Just fucking don't show. And then who cares? I can't do it. I know. But C- as I've said earlier, I'm a proponent of ghosting. So. <laughs> CT, what were you going to say? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say thank God for electronic. You know, because it allows you to say what you want. It, it allows you to it allows you to say what you want to say and get your point across politely without being in front of their faces, you know, face to face. That that's the that's the advantage of electronic communication. However, electronic communication in a romantic uh, situation is probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Explain it. Yeah, you have I a just, programmable I, button per our last episode. <laughs> you can just change what it says. So for our listeners who aren't watching the video, Matt just held up a, a sign on his phone that said, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. And, and, and rudely interrupted CT. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. <laughs> you rudely interrupting me is the least <laughs> rude interruptions I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but so, you, you you know, it's hard to tell someone you're not interested in them on a romantic level or an emotional level through a text, <laughs> you know, or an email. And so, you know, what I've learned, what I've learned is, is don't, don't have sex. Don't have sex with them. Don't do that. Because as soon as, as you do, as soon as, and I've, and I've expressed this to more than one woman in the past. As soon as I have sex with you, I am now the bad guy. I, because there's no way to escape it. There's no way to, to avoid it unless I am ready to have a relationship with them that goes beyond, you know, a week and a half or six months, you know? Um, So don't, don't do the oinky boinky because as soon as you do that as the bad, as the man, you are the bad guy. Mm, That's interesting. So, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about you're talking about relationships and and stuff. So what I gave you before my slippery eel analogy and ghosting and finally being direct only when cornered, that really applies to uh, friends that are in my life or people that are acquaintances that are trying to be friends or somebody who's being romantically forward that I have actually picked up on the radar. I unfortunately have a nice 10 year delay between the time somebody makes an advance on me and the time I actually figure it out. So that 10 year delay pretty much takes care of that problem. Um, and then I'm like, Oh, it's like, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, Oh, they were shit. Really? <laughs> Unintentional ghosting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But when I'm in a relationship with someone, that's a whole different situation. I will sit down and take the time and go through the pain. I will sit down and tell you, and I will be honest, but also not, not try to be mean or cruel. I don't want to, like when I'm breaking up with somebody, I'm not telling them that they're a horrible person. And I'm trying very hard, like you talked about it earlier, CT. I'm not trying to make them feel like they're bad. 
I'm just illustrating that I, I feel like this relationship needs to end and I'm going to end it on my end. So I'm leaving. Right. And I'm, and I'm sorry that that, if that hurts you, I'm sorry. Right. I really am sorry, but I I've thought about it a lot and I can't get over it. And I, and I go through like every time I've broken up, this has not been like a 20 minute conversation. It's usually like three or four hours of breaking up and I'm willing to go through. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. I know. But not everybody can be as direct and blunt as you are, Lancey. Yeah. My, my breakups are like, look, you did this. I didn't like it. We're done. Yeah. 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 Uh, my world doesn't work that way. Yeah, so, I did that uh, once it did not work. It was at a restaurant and I thought I would do something nice for her as I broke up with her and never it, public. Yeah, it was not. It was a, it was an ugly, ugly scene. Every, and, every breakup I've done has been in private. I'm like, everybody's like, you need to break up in a public place. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> nope. Sorry. Go that's ahead. How you end up with, that's how you end up with uh, spaghetti or hot coffee in your lap. Yeah. And nowadays that's how you end up being a viral sensation on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. Well, I'm just confused. And how do you not see a breakup coming? Denial uh, is very you'd, strong. You'd be amazed. Yeah. I've been broken I mean, up if with. Somebody, I've been if broken somebody up with and did not see it coming. Oh, uh, I don't know. If somebody took me to a restaurant, I would have known. I would have known for how weeks that we were in trouble. And somebody took me to a restaurant to break up with me. I would have been like, Oh, I'm glad we got that over with. What are you eat? What are you eating? You know? <laughs> right. Well, you you also have the ability to extrapolate from incomplete data. Not everybody does. Mm -hmm. um we we've talked about the clifton strengths a lot in our in our conversations outside of the podcast and and that is a, that's a strength that you and i both have um rarely has somebody broken up with me where i haven't expected it but it did happen once or maybe twice but usually i could feel it coming and and i knew it was coming and i've said so so is this it are you breaking up with me and they're like how did you know and i'm like i, I just pieced it together right um so yeah, but not everybody is like that. There are a lot of people out there that they cannot see where things are heading based on their current data set that they have in their in front of them. So yep. yeah, you know, if I were to address the original question, which is how do you avoid sending signals that you are interested? No, what signals, what signals do you tell, what signals do you give off to show people you're not interested is the original question. Yeah, I mean, I I would say, look at, if you're from a writer's perspective and you're writing a guy that's mm. sending signals that he's not interested, uh, look at the signals that that character would send if he is interested. In my case, it would be break the touch barrier. That's huge. If you're interested, you want to break the touch barrier. Hand on the wrist, uh, leaning over, hand on the lower back, um, eye contact you know sort of congenial laughter at their jokes hoping that they laugh at your jokes and all these kinds of things well reverse that <laughs> uh there's no there's i'm not breaking the touch barrier with the girl i'm not interested in i'm not going out of my way to you know uh show her that i am interested do these things I am not going to be rude to her. I mean, there's no re like when you're in the world of society and you're being sociable um, and, and you're confronted with the, let's say a, a woman that's interested in you, but I'm not interested in her. I'm just not going to do all of the little nuances that I would otherwise do 
if I were attracted to her or interested in her, you know, so conversation is going to be congenial and friendly and whatever else. It's not going to be real deep. I'm not going to pursue any real questions. Like uh, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the spiraling down. You start with the 30,000 foot view topic of conversation. And then you dive down to the 10,000 foot view and the 5,000. And before you know it, you're talking intimately about the details. I'm not going to have that conversation with a woman. Oh. I'm not you know what I mean? You know, you mm-hmm. know, I just, love, I love that. Sorry. Go ahead. Things like that. Just That's things. Like great that. Answer. I, I've got an example for me. So you're talking about conversations, um, one word answers or snarky answers. If I'm giving you a flip snarky answer, or, or if I'm giving you a sarcastic answer, or if I'm giving you one word answers, I am not interested. So if I am interested in you in any way, romantic or not, the conversation is going to be a much longer. As, yeah. as as everybody here can attest i can run at the mouth uh on at nauseum right and and so if i'm not interested you're gonna like they'll come up and they'll say hey what are you doing this weekend i'm like what i do every weekend there you go that's that's a non-answer that doesn't leave any you know so what is it nothing one word answer you know that's a shutdown if they said, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, oh, I'm, I got my boat out and we're going to go sailing this weekend. You know, I love sailing because blah, blah, blah. And I can go off about sailing for 20 minutes. And now that means I like you and I'm interested in you, at least at some level. Like I want to get to know you better in some way, whether as a friend or as a romantic interest or something like that. So that's another prime example of, for me, that's one way you can know. Yeah, I'm very similar. I think in general, um, CT, I would agree with you, right? Like it's, again, it's that like, I'm not touching. I'm going to even, if you, you know, if you touch me, I'm probably going to slide away in some way. Just I'll make it look very subtle. Like it's just, I'm shifting my weight or something, but it's going to happen. Right. Cause I'm going to be like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm good. Um, All in service of trying to like make it as painless as possible, but also as a parent, like I'm just not into you. Um. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very similar. I don't think it's any any different, to be honest. I'm sorry, I'm I'm giggling. I don't mean to laugh. I'm not laughing at your answer, but I'm imagining myself in that same position. And if someone was touching me and I didn't want it, I would totally take their hand and move it off of me. <laughs> Just like, no touching. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know if this is a personality thing for me or if it's just something that uh I've been trained to do by, by, by my parents or something. But when people touch me for the most part, it doesn't bother me. Like if a woman came up and like, I remember one time there was a woman hitting on me. Uh, and again, it took me, you know, a good 10 years to figure it out, but she was hitting on me at a, at a party one time and she kept touching my shoulder and putting her arm around my arm and stuff like this. And, and leaning into me, you know, she was sitting next to me. So she kept leaning into me. And these are all signals that 10 years later, I'm like, huh, I think she was probably into me, Ow. but yeah, I know it took me forever. It wasn't really <laughs> 10 years in that case, but it took a while. But it didn't bother me that she was touching me, even though I was not interested in her. I don't know why. Um, but uh, in my world, there's not very many people that touch me. There, there just aren't. Um, my my wife will come up and give me a hug. My kids will come up and give me hugs. And then, of course, you know, my wife and I will touch each other, you know, when it's time for that kind of thing. But for the most part, I live a pretty solitary existence physically. And I have through almost my entire life, right? My parents were not big huggers. None of my family were big huggers. No, I mean, and so for me, 
physical interaction with people is a rare moment of you know that's joy like there's this little joy that happens when that happens even if it's somebody i'm not interested in now if i hate you get your fucking hands on me (laughs) (laughs) but that we're not talking about that it's not not love hate we're talking about disinterest which is a whole different story so yeah love it i love it yeah okay well we're we're right up against our time do you guys have some final thoughts you want to share before we close yeah, I'll say this. Um, I think we've covered, you know, the signals and and things that we send, but I would just like to flip it on its head a little bit and just say this as a final thought. If you're on the other end of that and you're the person who's being rejected, right? CT kind of mentioned sometimes there's that inner dialogue of like, oh, I must be a giant piece of shit because he doesn't want anything to do with me. Uh, all you have to know is this. You can be the most delicious, delicious peach in the entire world and there are going to be people who don't like peaches yes yeah Yeah, well that's absolutely right yeah it's true i just don't i don't think that we should uh, earn any part of our identity from someone else at least certainly not in the immediate get-go at least not right up front you know Uh, i don't i don't define you after one date or two dates so just remember that as well um but yeah yeah i think i think my final thought would be um there are there are many ways when you can let somebody know you're disinterested and you and when you if you're trying to write it especially line it up with your character's motivations think about how your character handles situations all right lancy is a very direct person I would never, ever, ever consider her to do the slippery slope kind of thing. If she tells you she likes you, she likes you. If she tells you she doesn't like you, she doesn't like you, right? And if something you're doing is annoying or you better believe is annoying or and if something you're doing she loves, she loves it. You don't write that person to do the, oh yeah, I love hanging out with you. That's really great. Nah, I can't make it that weekend. She's never going to do that. She's never going to do that because her personality is not that way. She can't do that because she's not wired that way. Um, so with me, that's the way I'm wired. I, I just, that I can't, I couldn't be Lancy for long without putting an ice pick in my ear. It would just drive me nuts. I couldn't do it. So, um, just dive into your character and how they react to people and how, what their motivations are. Are they trying to protect the other person? Are they trying to get something of their self out? Like Lancy talked about the, the writing club. She needed to tell them that she wanted to leave. They didn't necessarily need to hear it, but she needed to say it. So that was something that was part of her personality, part of that personality that is integral to her. So for me, I don't care if they know or not why I'm leaving. I'm just leaving, right? And uh, and now that I don't have to interact with that annoying chaos, I'm happy. So therefore, I don't need to worry about it. They're both kind of selfish in their own way. It's just one is one is communicative and one is not. So yeah, look at look at your character, understand them, understand their motivations, and then you can discern how they would handle a situation with another person. And if they have kids, it's a really great thing to do as an excuse to just say, "Oh, I'm sorry. It turns out my kids are allergic to you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might steal that, Matt. <laughs> All right. Those are really good wrap ups. I appreciated those, those thoughts. Um, 
And I don't have anything to add this week. <laughs> All right. Well, then that concludes this episode of Writing Guys. If you have a question that you would like answered about how men think, visit writingguys.net and click the button to ask us a question. Um, it's a really short form. Just fill it out. Tell us what you want to know. Um, you don't even have to leave your name if you don't like, um, which means you can ask us anything. Anything. <laughs> and then be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the Writing Guys podcast, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. And if you like our podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, because we love doing it. And until next time, bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye, y'all.